Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. A companion post to this episode containing show notes appears on deadspin.com, and you should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to joliecare at gmail.com, or just chat with me in the comments at Deadspin. Very, very funny man. Josh Gondelman joins me today to talk all about Hanukkah concerns because this is the first night of Hanukkah. The Festival of Lights sure can make a mess, and we are going to be excited to talk about how to clean it up. Hi, Josh. Hi, Jelly. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. A pleasure to be here with you. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. It's not actually Hanukkah. They they know I'm recording this before Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah, they know yeah. my secret. Podcast. Hollywood <laughs> podcast magic. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> no, that just sounds anti-Semitic about show business. I was trying to roll in Hanukkah, but now I just sounded like I was like, the Jews control the media. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Even though I'm not a person who celebrates Hanukkah, I grew up um, celebrating Hanukkah in a way because and actually you'll you'll appreciate this because it's a it's a it's a Boston story of mine. Love it. Um, so you guys, I, first of all, let me tell you, you you all know who Josh Gondelman is, of course. <laughs> but in, in the event one of you does not, let me tell you who he is, and then I'll, and then I'll tell you why he's going to love this story that's that's Bostony. Um, Josh is a writer and comedian who is a staff writer on Last Week's Night with John Oliver. And he also hails from Massachusetts, just like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys are probably going to hear some some Red Sox love today. Yeah. Uh, among among other things. Um, I actually have to ask you, where in Massachusetts are you from? I think it's one of the ends. No, it, no, no. Oh. It's one of the ums. I grew up in Stoneham. Oh, mm-hmm. I did know that, actually. But sometimes Stoneham, people lump yeah. it in with Needham, which I, is one of the ends. I was thinking Needham. Yep, that was what I thought. Because it ends with H-A-M, but mm-hmm. it's pronounced mm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I went to high school out in Framingham. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, which is an uh, authentic ham. Yeah. Is that the only ham? Because uh, there's like Wareham, right? W-A-R-E-H-A-M, and like Needham, Dedham. All the ums. I don't know. It's like a Crash Test Dummy song. (laughs) Is that too niche? Am I going too specific off the top? It it makes my like 90s heart sing that you just Mm -hmm. threw out that reference. Like mm, so mm, casually. mm, (laughs) So casually. That's actually that song was out when I was in high school out in the Framingham area. So I went to high school in Southborough. Got it. uh, One of the boroughs. My grandmother Uh, lived in Northborough for quite some time. Yes. Um, A lot of the day students lived in Northborough. Oh, got it. Because there was like a... Um, I was a boarding student. In. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a radius, like a five or seven mile radius that you had to live in in order to be a day student. Otherwise, you had to board. Anyway, that's not interesting to our listeners, but this this was probably going to be pretty charming. I'm excited. Before I went to boarding school, because I wasn't just like birthed and then sent away. Um, although probably, probably my mom would have like opted in for that like one. the daughter of a <laughs> Swedish baroness. Yeah. <laughs> my mom would definitely opt in on being a Swedish baroness. Um I went to day school in Cambridge, and um, 
in it was not a very large school and there was there was one kid his name is Josh Moss and every year at Hanukkah Josh Moss's aunt and grandma would come into his class with an electric frying pan and they would make lockies for the class and they would tell us the story of Hanukkah. My my parents, my dad, I think, did that. I, I don't want I, I hope I'm giving the right parent credit. Or, but I think <laughs> if it was you my didn't, dad. you're going to find and, uh, out. Yeah, they'll, they'll find out. They, they've learned how to listen to podcasts, oh, which in my life was like in Jurassic Park when the raptors learn how to open doors. <laughs> and I was just like, ah, clever girl. <laughs> my parents have been on this podcast. That's which amazing. was like one of probably like the boldest move I've ever made on this podcast because I was just like, I don't know what you two people are going to say. I was like, at least I have editing capacity. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my parents would do the same thing, especially in first and second grade. And because I, I, I was um, by the time I was in public school, first and second grade, and then with a very, very small private school, uh, third, four, five, six. And then by the time I was back in seventh grade, they were like, you know, you know, in middle school, like if my parents had come in and been like, here's how we make Jewish potatoes. Right, like yeah, everyone no, would have just like, been like, get out of town, yeah. get out like, of they would, But they would have done that. Again, not an anti-Semitic thing. They would have right. done that for anyone's parents doing any nice holiday thing. Right. And actually, I have to say, this 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 like little tradition did, did end around like probably around like the fifth grade era. Um, but I was less. So the, the thing was is that on the first day of school – you always wanted to check and see if you were in Josh Moss's class. Nice. Because it was only his class that got the lockies. And yeah. I was lucky that I was in Josh Moss's class first, second, and third grade. Wow. So I got three three years of lockies. It is a great holiday delicious. tradition. Yeah, it was yeah, great. You want to know when there's when there's one Jewish person in your town, <laughs> you want to know them. You want to know you them. Get, yeah. You get the best carbs. <laughs> Very, very good. Very carbs. good carbs. Although I'm Italian, so I don't know that I can agree that they're the best carbs. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's true. I guess there are there are all there sorts are of rooms good carbs. for many carbs. My whole town, my whole town was um, it was like Italian and Irish, and then like mm-hmm. three Jewish people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you doing, the potato lockers guy? That <laughs> was very, very good. Everybody, everybody that I grew up with was Casey Affleck's character yeah. from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> Um, all right, you guys. So uh, we we are going to be discussing all kinds of Hanukkah concerns. We're definitely going to be talking about lockies because they they're delicious, but they make a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a, we've got a bunch of other great questions. Before we get into it, I want to remind you that I offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to my premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite my show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person the podcast patron, go to Patreon.com/slash/AskAClean-Person to check out all the packages I'm offering and to select the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps me so much, and I'd love to hear from you if there are rewards you'd like me to consider making available. Speaking of patrons, I have some new patrons to thank this week, including um, a few who really went so above and beyond. I, my my mind is, like, so blown by the generosity of you guys. So um, a big, big thank you to Marta Nelson, Lisa Elias, Lydia Dunn, Steve Mock, Kyan Leggett, who pledged, you guys know I love these, the special pledges, $10.69. And as we say on this show, nice. That's what I thought you were going to say, but I didn't yeah. want to guess. And you're going to, because I was going to be like, nice. nice. And you would have been like, as we say on the show, thank you. <laughs> I should start doing that. Because <laughs> we'll know. Um, and then this one, um, you guys, if you follow me on Twitter, you've, you've probably already seen this. I completely freaked out. Um, I actually got the notification when I was at the gym, and I almost choked on my big gulp. I was so excited. 
Um, a huge thank you to Madison Richard for changing her pledge from $3 a month to $69.69. The nicest pledge of all. Um, I want to say to you guys, in case you don't know this, you can change your pledge amounts um, and you can change them for a month at a time. Um, and I, in, the, in the case of Marta, this is not going to be an ongoing um, pledge of sixty nine sixty nine every single month, um, which is totally fine. And I, and I don't at all mind if you want to do like one month. Um, I think for her, this was a, an end of the year. She just wanted to say thank you and bring a little extra holiday cheer into my life. Um, but just to let you guys know that you can adjust up and down. Um, <clears throat> And I will not be at all offended by that. So I just want to say thank you to all my new patrons. Thank you to my existing patrons. Um, you guys have made this year really extra special for me. And I super, super appreciate it. Um, speaking of holiday cheer, we got we to gotta dive right into these questions. Now I want lockies. Now I'm hungry. That's, <laughs> how I, that's a constant feeling. I mean, that I is have, like, yeah. I do feel that way all the time. Um, all right. So we've, we put out, you guys, just so you know, the, the questions are a little shorter this week because I put out a call on Twitter um, for Hanukkah-specific questions. So most of the questions that I'm going to be doing in this episode are ones that we got via Twitter. Um, so they'll sound tweetish. Um, <laughs> a tweetish baroness. <laughs> 280 characters, though, so... They can get a little nuance. You know, these having questions. having the extra characters has like been a real game changer for me in terms of you know I give a lot of advice on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I, oh, go ahead. And now what I can do because I used to just reply to people, and oftentimes I would have to like do two replies or three replies to get all the information for them. Um, but now actually, because I have more room, I can retweet their questions and give the answer so everyone gets to see that. That's great, and it's been great, and I think people really like it. I think that's a they're really getting nice a lot feature. of likes. Nice. Like a lot, even more than like, you know, my, my usual BS does. Mm -hmm. um, so I hope people find it like servicey because that's nice for me. I will only go over the 140 if I have, if someone asks me a question and it necessitates a long reply. I don't think I've ever like had an idea that I was like, I should tweet this and it should be over the 140 characters. Oh, I have, but I'm a narcissist, mm -hmm. so. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I'm a narcissist, too, uh, for sure. But I'm like, I can get it down to 140 or it's not worth doing. You miserable sack of garbage. <laughs> I admire that restraint. Thank I you. have no such restraint. Um, all right, let's do this first question from Mike. Mike actually is my, is my friend, Mike. Um, Mike asks, Lutka oil splatter everywhere, on the stovetop, on clothing, on the walls. Also, everything in a 30-foot radius smells like fry oil. Additionally, jelly donut stains on clothing. That's, I mean, not yeah. a question, but it's it's like a, it's a problem. Tweet. Right. It's a tweet question. Yeah. It's, so, right, yeah. right. Right. It's like a, I, like when I Google <laughs> questions, I'll just be like, uh, sh shoes covered in mud. Right. <laughs> it's just like, I'm just Googling like plot points from disaster movies, like fire everywhere. Right. Wait, why would you Google that when you know me? Why yes. would I? <laughs> well, because I, you know, I can't always, uh, I, I can't bother you every time I step in mud. Sure you can. I'm a real slob. Sure you can. I'm here for you, Josh. Thank you. We were talking sneakers on Twitter, and you were, we were very helpful. We were talking sneakers on Twitter. Um, we got to. We got to. I have to do another sneaker episode, actually. So I'll yeah. have you come back for that, please. Um, I have lots of sneaker. That's probably personally. like. That's probably like an April. Great. When like the weather starts just getting like insane in terms of shoe ruining. Yeah, and, and and also like if you're wearing nice ruinable shoes around New York in the winter. You don't deserve clean shoes, I think. I yes, there's a, there's a lot of precaution that one should take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, all right, but let's let's talk about the Laka stuff. Um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a job. Okay. I realized that when you were reading that, when I was writing my show notes, I forgot to put in the stuff about the odor removal. So remind me. So you when talk I, about odor yeah, removal. Exactly. Got it. Um, all right. Let's start with the, the first thing was what do you, what do you do when you the the oil splatters everywhere? Um, and basically, what you want to do it's not super involved, um, but you want to use the right product for grease cleanup. So you want to use a degreaser. Um, a couple of degreasers that I can recommend. Zep makes one called Zep Citrus Degreaser that is very, very good. Um, Citrusolve is also very, very good. Um, the process for using those is basically you want, you're, you're basically going to have to do like a kind of two-step process, but it's going to be easy. Um, so the first thing that you're going to do, you're going to apply the product and you're going to you're gonna let it sit and do its work for not for hours, like five to fifteen minutes. Sure. Um, so like if you're cleaning up, maybe like spray down your your stovetop and your range and then do a couple of dishes. And then when the dishes are done, then you go and like you've let the product do the work for you. The reason you want that is because you want to let the degreaser break down the grease. It's just gonna. It's just gonna make. That's that what it does. Right. Exactly. And it's it's gonna it's gonna then gonna require. You're gonna find a joke. I can't find a joke in it, but you're gonna find the joke in it. Okay. It's gonna require less elbow grease on your part. Right. Yep. Yeah. It de- um, it degreases not only the counters but your own elbows. <laughs> did I do it? Did yes, I get you there? Did it, you did it. You did it. Thank you. <laughs> I have this thing where like often I I'm like so close to finding the joke and I can't quite get there, which is probably why. I'm an advice columnist and you're a comedian. Well, that's how I am with everything but jokes. I'm like, all the signs are here. I guess I'll just do the opposite thing. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Um, so, yeah. So, you want to let the, the product do the work for you. Um, and then you want to go in and you, and you want to you wipe it away using a sponge or a rag, you know, damp um, sponge or rag. But then you want to do something else, and and probably like if you're using if you're using your sponge or you're using your rag, you're probably gonna to have to rinse it several times throughout this process because grease is like so gnarly. Um, so you're gonna to want to like rinse it, and then once you've gotten most of the grease off, go over the whole thing with dry paper towels. So you don't want to be using paper towels for the first part of this because they're you're just gonna waste so many. Because they'll get too saturated with grease too fast. Yeah, and like it's you're they're and they're just like kind of not heavy duty enough for the job. Like you actually kind of want the the heft of the sponge or the rag um, to to be like picking this stuff up. Um, but I find that the the following this whole process up with paper towels is the thing that gets that like last little filmy residue off. So that's that's the thing to do for the um, the stovetop. Um, you know, if you have a stovetop that has removable grates, take them off. Um, you can just wash those in, in hot soapy water. You can actually throw them in the dishwasher if you have a dishwasher. Um, but yeah, you want to. You don't want to be cleaning around the grates. You want to like actually remove them. Get and under get, there. Get under there. Um, so that's the thing for the stovetop and the, and the vent hood. Now, if you if you do your locky frying and then you go and you have your locky fast and then you pass out from all the delicious potato goodness and all of that stuff. And the next day you have to run to work and then you have a holiday party after work and maybe you don't get around to cleaning the kitchen, yeah, like now deep you're cleaning. Talking my language. Yeah. Then, then you're, you know, you, you, you need a deep cleaning thing. Um, definitely the degreasers will work, but when you get kind of that like sticky buildup when it's sat for a little too long, mm-hmm. um, ammonia solution is really the great thing for that. So 
I always have to give my ammonia rolls. I love ammonia. I love mm-hmm. ammonia. But it is a very harsh chemical in the cleaning world. Like, it's up there with bleach, which leads me to my first rule. I, I know of it from, like, Dexter. Yes. Like, that's I, I, this podcast takes a turn. It's like, okay, if you made latkes or if you murdered a serial killer mm-hmm. and you need to dispose of him, mm-hmm. ammonia. Yep. Yeah, ammonia. Indeed. Um, so first rule of ammonia club is never mi- mix it with bleach. Do you know what it makes when you mix ammonia and bleach together? It's, it's bad fumes, right? Mm-hmm. It makes mustard gas. What? Mm-hmm. It's that easy? Yeah, I know, right? Like you can just do a war crime when you're trying to clean up after Hanukkah? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Neat trick to know about. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, neat trick is one weird way to talk about it. If you ever want to uh, violate the Nuremberg Treaty against your neighbors. I mean, you might. I don't know. I don't know what goes on in your building. Um, so, yeah. So, good old pneumonia. So, first rule is never, never mix it with um, with bleach. Second rule, um, you always want to work in a well-ventilated area. So, you want to open windows, turn on fans, all of that kind of good stuff. You definitely want to be wearing household gloves or disposable gloves. Um, it will not burn you. It's not like lye, um, which is another kind of dextery thing. Mm-hmm. That's what melts bones. Yep. Um, I have. I know all kinds of things because I have this job. This um, you would like. You would make a great serial killer. Mm-hmm, I, would. I I don't. I don't know that you have the disposition, but you have the skills. Oh no, I have the disposition. Okay. Yeah. This is yeah. a great. I'm murderous in my heart. We're gonna write this. I should show. probably edit that part out. <laughs> no, that's fine. Actually, that would be a really good and funny and weird show. It would be That's, so funny, like a Dexter. My mom parody. has this. My mom has this thing, which, which like it makes me. Cra- I just like I just don't acknowledge it when she goes into the song and dance because it makes me so crazy. Where she thinks that there's going to be like a movie that's that's made based on me that's like a rom com, mm-hmm. and I'm like, <clears throat> mom, how long have you known me? There is nothing about my life that suggests rom com. You got a rom-com mom and, and yeah. you're disputing it. And, um, but that actually, now that you said that, like, that's, that's the way that that's, I want it to go. But that's like, a, that's like a dark rom-com. I love it. Yeah. Of like you, you've been, you fall in love with like the detective who's been, who. Oh God, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I think we're just giving, uh, it, we're, we're giving away gold here. Well, we're going to, we're going to workshop this okay. off mic. Yeah. I'm I love into this. It. I'm very excited about this idea. Um. Okay, so I'm um, okay. So we we're ventilating. We're we're wearing household gloves not because it's going to melt your skin the way that lye will, but because it's just a harsh chemical that like you you know it'll it'll dry your hands out. It might be irritating. Um, so wear wear your gloves. And then the last thing is you, you, a little bit of ammonia goes a long long way. You only need maybe one or two tablespoons up to a quarter cup um, to you know a a quart or gallon of water. It depends how much you have to clean, really. Um, but you do not need a lot of ammonia. A little bit goes a long way. There should be dilution um, charts on the back of the bottle that you should that you should look at. Um, but just know that a little bit goes a long way. But you always want to add the ammonia to the water and not the other way around because you don't want it to splash um, if you pour it into your bucket and then add water and it splashes it up. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. So those are your ammonia rolls. Very easy. Um, <clears throat> ammonia is great stuff to use on, you know, a as I said, sort of that sticky film builds up on the hood on the um, on the on the stovetop. It's also really really good on your kitchen cabinets for getting that sticky film off. Oh, cool! Um, and also very good on the walls. So Mike asked specifically about the walls. In terms of the tool that people use for scrubbing the flat vertical surfaces like the cabinets and the walls, I love an old washcloth. It's just the right size. It's got a little bit of that kind of like 
nubbly mm-hmm. feel to it that will help to slough off the greasy stuff. So I that's what I really like. But you can use, you know, a sponge, a different kind of rag, blah, blah, blah. But you want to stay away from paper towels. Cause well, because you, because I mean, they'll just fall apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you can wipe down at the end. You can use a dry paper, dry towel. paper towel. Yeah. Um, okay. That is the walls, the stove, the sticky buildup. Let's talk about the clothes. Okay. Wear an apron, first of all. Always. Always. Um, actually, just wear coveralls. Yeah. Just, now, now that I'm now that I'm writing for Jalopnik, I've like gotten so like entrenched in car culture, and so now I just believe everyone should be wearing coveralls at all times. It's so. For everything. Pra- it seems so practical. It really is. It's like it, well, it's like a way. It's like onesie for adults. Like mm-hmm. a full full body bib. What could be better than a coverall? I'm into it. Yep. A cov- a coverall is just the working person's romper. Yes, that's ex- <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's a blue collar um, romper. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, so yeah, so if, if you're not going to wear coveralls, um, definitely wear an apron. But still, there's like always that part that the apron doesn't cover, which naturally the grease is going to find exactly that spot and leap right onto it. Um, so I've got a couple of things that you guys can use for treating oil stains on clothing. Um, the first is if you catch it right away. Flush it with cold water and massage a little bit of dish soap into it. Um, Dawn is particularly good on grease stains. What about it? Um, it's because the surfactants in Dawn are just um, stronger than in other formulas. Um, Dawn isn't necessarily the best best dish soap, but it is the best dish soap on grease. Cool. Both for use, both for cleaning your pots and pans and for using as a stain treatment. Um, if you need to treat a grease stain after it's happened, but before clothes go into the wash, dab a little bit of my, my old pals, my great old pals, either less oil or pine salt right onto the stains as a laundry pretreatment and then launder as usual. Um, for things that are not launderable that have a grease stain on them, like maybe you've got like a cashmere sweater. This actually came up recently. One of my, one of my readers uh, and or listeners, I don't know, she tweeted at me. She was like, thank you so much for the cornstarch tip because it just saved a gray cashmere sweater of mine. So the cornstarch tip is this. Cornstarch will absorb grease out of textiles. To use it, what you want to do is you want to lay the stained garment on a flat surface where it can stay undisturbed for 12, 24, 48 hours. Um, You want to pile an anthill style mound of cornstarch on the stain. We're talking about leaving dirty laundry on a pile for... 24, 48 hours, this is my zone. You're this in? Is, yes. That's the way I clean. All right. <laughs> I just, Excellent. I, I like just it. leave dirty clothes there for 24 <laughs> I like hours. It. I like it. And then also you can you can blame it on me when your wife complains. No, you she's can, not. I left. <laughs> I, I left. I think I might have been drunk. I left the house for a week uh, and I came back and I like left a sweatshirt on the floor next to my bed and I felt like such a jerk because I'd left it for a full week. <laughs> for a full week just sitting on the floor. That sort of hurts me in my heart. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it hurt me when I got back. I was like, oh no. Like it looked like the only good excuse for me having done that would have been if like it was it was a pair of jeans and a sweatshirt and it, the only good excuse would have been if I had been raptured out of those clothes. <laughs> I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I felt, I felt like such a slob. <laughs> But I think I, 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 my excuse will be I was still drunk and okay. had to catch a flight. I'll buy it for a dollar. Thank you. I'll buy it for a dollar. I'm going to tell myself that too. He was in a rush and he was still drunk from the night before. Mm-hmm. I can, I can support party lifestyle. Thank you. Because as everybody, everybody who listens to the show knows, I'm a party girl. I'm, I'm, a I'm party girl. I'm no fun most of the time. <laughs> but I tried fun last week and it, uh, it didn't take. <laughs> it didn't take. No, it was. It I ended up with laundry. I on vomited the floor. out of me. 
It was ejected from me as if by uh, the spirit of Satan. <laughs> I had kind of a the exorcist experience with fun. <laughs> That's uh, so sad. Yeah, it was. But I had a really good time up until that point. And then I was but- like, well, I'm done with fun for this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I feel the same way because I hate the holidays. So I'm, I'm also done with fun for this year. Really? Oh, I hate the holidays. They make me so depressed. Do you travel or do you lay low? No, um, I, I generally lay pretty low this year. Um, for Thanksgiving, I went to L.A. to be with my best friend and his husband and a big group of our friends who we used to all do Thanksgiving in New York. And we've all kind of um, dispersed across the country now. So we all gathered in L.A. this year. It was great. It was a wonderful wonderful thanksgiving one of the best i can remember um and then this year for christmas i convinced my parents to come to new york for christmas oh that's nice Mm -hmm. that's very nice yep so um i kind of won the holidays this year actually i used to this is real i I, until like three years ago i would go home every year on christmas i would go for thanksgiving and then i'd go back for christmas about a month later and a couple years ago i realized i was like wait a minute i'm jewish i don't have to do that <laughs> I, and i and instead because i like to see my family but it's so much nice. my sister's birthday is in december so i always go back another time in december to celebrate her birthday and i miss Perfect. christmas travel and christmas stress Perfect. and it's so much better i like yeah. feel so good and i love new york around christmas i, I just lay low and like hang out with my wife and we like watch movies and i get takeout and it's a real blast yeah New York is pretty great during Christmas. I yeah. will say that, even though I'm even though I'm a Grinch, I I even can admit that New York is pretty great at Christmas time. Um, all right, wait, we're 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 not even on to Christmas yet. And no, I, we we're were still, talking. We're still at Hanukkah. I still got to solve Hanukkah before I can solve Christmas. So we were talking about the cornstarch tip. Cornstarch tip, right? So you're gonna you're gonna leave you're gonna just leave this thing for twelve, twenty four, forty eight hours. After that time, you're gonna gingerly pick up the whatever sweater, let's say. Um, and you're going to shake it out over the trash can, kind of brush it away. You might need to get like a slightly damp like rag or sponge to get all the last of the residue off. But what the cornstarch will have done is it will have s- basically sucked all of the oil up out of the fires mm-hmm. into the, in the cornstarch. It really does work. It's a great little trick. So And a uh, quick breakfast on the go. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, okay, now I don't even need to have you remind me because I remember. Of the odor control. Of the odor control. So a couple of things you guys can do. Um, about the odor of frying oil. First thing is, super, super easy, low-key way um, is just to set out a bowl or glass or whatever of white vinegar. Um, It's not going to nuke the odors immediately, but over the course of a few hours, it'll absorb the odors out of the air. So that that actually is what I do in my own home. I just always have a bowl of vinegar out um, just because like... For guests. Yeah, it's just like like a little... What do they call the things that that you stick your fingers in? To rinse them off the fancy, fancy dinners. I'll, I'll, I don't think I've ever done anything that fancy. It'll, it'll, they have a it'll little, come to me. A finger bidet. Finger bowl. Thank you. That's what okay, it is. Yeah, close. it is a finger bidet, actually. But yeah, it's called a finger bowl. Um, yeah, it's like a little finger bowl of vinegar uh, for my guests when they come over. Um, so you can do that. You can also, there are there are a bunch of sprays. Like, don't use Febreze or anything like that. That's Those are, those are garbage. They're not going to work. They're not going to do the thing. You need an, a spray odor eliminator. Um, two that are really, really good, or actually I'll give you three that are really, really good, three brands. Um, one, there's Osium. Osium is hard to find. You're basically going to have to order it off Amazon. Um, it's a little on the pricey side, but the reason, reason it's on the pricey side is because it works better than everything else. Um, Osium is the thing that stoners use to get the smell of weed out of their like home and et cetera. So you know it works. Oh, the ones that, the ones that I knew never had Osium. They just had, uh, uh, freaking out and opening the window. Right, yeah, <laughs> which doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't work. Um, 
another two brands that are that are much easier to find. You can get them. You can find both um, at Home Depot. Um, I think Odoban is not sold at Lowe's, but I definitely know it's sold at Home Depot. So one is called Odoban. Um, they make spray style odor eliminators. They make canister style odor eliminators. They're all really good. They work really well. The other one is Zep. The ones that make the deep. I love Zep. I love like every Zep product. I'm like really um, just super into them. Um, and actually, I took a video. Patrons, I owe you guys a video. I took a video of me and my best friend Matt. Um, Matt is the um, compulsive lid to my obsessive pot. Mm-hmm. We're like very, very similar in our craziness about cleaning stuff. Um, we went to the Home Depot together when I was in LA, and I took um, it's about a four minute video of us in one single aisle at the Home Depot, just losing our minds over every cleaning product. Just like going, we were just going nuts. Um, so, patrons, I have to share that with you. Um, the Zep products, we were really losing our minds over because we really love really them. Good. Yeah, they're really good. So, Zep makes a whole bunch of odor eliminators. They make it even though it's it's branded as for smoke, it'll work on a lot of other things. The smoke odor eliminator is really really good. So that's just a spray. Um, all right, jelly donut, super easy. The first thing you got to know about jelly, if you get a blurb of jelly on your shirt or your pants or whatever, the first thing you need to do is you need to scoop the jelly off. Don't rub it. If you if you like have a blob of jelly sitting on your pant leg and you take a napkin and smear it, you're just going to spread it further. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is you want to get either a spoon or a butter knife and you want to get under the blob and scoop it up and off of the fabric. That's step number one. That's like a really, really crucial step. That's actually true of like anything kind of blobby. It's scoop. Um, yeah, scoop, scoop, don't smear. That's right. Exactly. Um, so like the opposite of what you want to do to a bagel. Yes. Right? Because you never want to scoop a bagel and you do want to smear it. No. That's, I, there's <laughs> are that... you anti-scoop bagel? Yes. Yeah. Of well, course I you f- are because you're I Jewish. Mean, you I feel be. like just don't, you don't eat the bagel. Get an English muffin. Yeah. Or, or just have half a bagel. I right. mean, I don't want to tell anyone how or to get eat. a Bialy. Yes, get, get a, a Bialy. Get a Bialy. Right. That's what you want. Bialy's are delicious. Yeah, too. but I, I, I just. I love a Bialy. And I will say, too, I, it's not like a body shaving thing. It's like, what a waste of a bagel. Because there's no one. <laughs> like, you know, there's the Seinfeld, the famous Seinfeld with the muffin tops and nobody wants to eat the bottoms. Uh-huh. Like, even less desirable than. Uh, than a muffin bottom on its own <laughs> is what has been scooped out of a bagel. Bagel innards. Yeah, bagel guts. <laughs> bagel giblets. Agreed. Nobody wants that oh, on no, its own. No, no one wants that. Oh my God, I'm never going to get the image of bagel giblets out of my mind. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay, so, so we're going we're to scoop the jelly off. Then if you, can, if you can take whatever it is that you have gotten the jelly on, off of your person, okay. which is not always like possible in that moment. Um, but if you can, um, take it off and f- and flush it with cold running water from the back to the front. The reason you want to work from the back to the front is that you want to push the jelly away from the fabric rather than back through the fabric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then once you've flushed it away if you've got dish soap or hand soap you can like massage a little bit of that into the stain and keep flushing and kind of work the fabric against itself and it should come right out 
if you can't do all of that like in the moment, which right. is completely if you can't fine. Just get nude. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just can't. Well, yeah. Um, As we're learning it's... in 2017, <laughs> sometimes you're not supposed to take off your pants. <laughs> That's an important lesson this yeah, year. It really is, actually. It's remarkable that it took us 2017 years plus to all get of, there. Plus all of the Plus the all of the BC stuff. Yeah. But I guess there were fewer pants back then. There weren't a lot of pants, in fairness. In yeah. fairness to them. So, yeah. Um, okay. So, if you can't do all that, when you finally can get yourself to, you know, a place where you can take off the item of clothing, yeah. do that. do that whole thing. Um, and treat the stain with a, a good liquid laundry detergent. I want to recommend strongly Tide Ultra Stain Release because it is the best of the tides. Um, the other thing is if it's a very, very stubborn stain, um, because red red things do tend to be among the most stubborn in the stain world. Red, it's red, purple, and blues. Those are the, those are the three bad ones. Um, wine away will work. Good old wine away. I had a discovery um, thanks to a listener, or actually it was a Twitter follower, I think because I was tweeting at her. Um, she tweeted to me that she got pomegranate juice on a workout top. And <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is a problem that I cannot relate to on literally any level. Literally any level. Like I was like, I can't imagine drinking pomegranate juice at the gym. Like, yeah, I mean anything. I'm, it's and like, I'm, and I'm someone be... who drinks a, a big gulp of Diet Coke yeah. on the treadmill every single day. That's preposterous. It's crazy. That's really bizarre. It's incredibly I've never bizarre. heard of that. And I only say this with love. I know. That's I know. bonkers. I love so I'm I have I have Boston love for seven eleven as a thing. I, when you said big gulp, mm-hmm. I almost made fun of you, but I was like, Oh, you must just get a big gulp and refill it with water for environmental purposes. You drink Diet Coke uh-huh. on the treadmill. Uh-huh. Every single day. That's like what like a mom in the fifties would do uh-huh. until you're like you know what I mean? That's like when when people would be like, "Well, I drink beer when I lift weights." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, it gets, actually, it gets worse. You're gonna die. I mean, listen. I mean, I'm, I know I'm gonna die. I'm I'm L I V I N right now. Yep. So I I leave my house around lunchtime. So I work in the morning. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I work from home. Um, and I and I'm I'm a morning writer. Me too. Um, and so I save like you know email and all that BS that I have to do for the afternoon when I'm like not really at my peak in terms of writing. Um. So I work, I write, write, write in the morning and then around noon, one, two, whenever, you know, whenever sort of I'm wrapping up, um, I leave the house by then I'm starving because mm-hmm. I've, I've like, I've like grazed because I'm also a freelancer who has like no, no food in the house. I play that game. Are you, are you lunch all the time? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I go, I get a dollar slice. I eat it. On the way from the dollar slice joint to the Seven Eleven. By the okay. time I've gotten to Seven Eleven, I finish the dollar slice. I get the big gulp. I walk to the gym. I get on the treadmill and I do like an hour of cardio while I drink my big gulp. Yes, this is my life every single day. This is this sounds fictitious, but I believe you. <laughs> Just make a note for the movie. I remember that. Yes, that goes in the movie for There's sure. There's some detail that has to be in there. Like maybe I like smuggle out body parts in the big gulp cups or something. This yeah. sounds like, but this sounds almost like. A second person. <laughs> like, it's so, you're like, I'm very fastidious about cleaning, but also when I work out, I eat pizza. I eat garbage. Yeah. I eat total garbage. Yeah. And I, I also love um, garbage potato chips. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Meat chips. Like, I call them meat chips. I like, like, the prime rib flavor. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'll eat, like, when people go, that sounds disgusting. That's, I'll, I'll try any snack mm-hmm. food because it's all just, it's fake. all disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it's all fake. It's all disgusting. Yeah. It's like, 
who cares? Yeah, I'll try that. Like any weird food combination, I will I will eat. Yeah. But the weirder, the more enticed I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends. It depends. I have cer- I have certain flavors that I'm just like, nope, 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 yeah. nope, nope, not going there. Um, that's another podcast. Sure. I actually I have a fantasy podcast. Okay. About that's a potato chip cataloging and review podcast. You should do that too. Yeah. Um I have a name for it and everything. And it, I have like I've I have like people I've talked to about. I'm like I like legit want to do this. Is the name Chips Ahoy? No, but oh my god, that's really good. That's actually maybe better than the No, because that's already a thing. The SEO would be terrible. Yeah. So my then the name I came up with was Chip Chat. Love Chip Chat. Chip Chat's good, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm into this idea. Don't steal my idea, you guys, I'll sue you. My parents are lawyers. Uh <laughs> Uh, okay, back to our jelly donut thing. So yes. let me tell you, let me finish the story about the, the pomegranate juice and the gym shirt. Oh, right. Yes. Well, I'm going to pretend so that I can apply it to my life that it was someone who spilled bourbon onto sweatpants. Go on. Okay. <laughs> yes. That also sounds right. Um, so she just tweeted, so she tweeted me and I was like, Ugh. I was like, I got to tell you, that's a really hard one because pomegranate is one of the stainiest substances in the world. And I was like, listen, it's going to be really, really tricky. I was like, but I was like, I kind of think that wine away might work. Try it and see. And a couple of days later, sure enough, I get a tweet back from her and she's like, Jolie, it worked. So Amazing. wine away works on red wine. It works on cranberry, cranberry sauce, cranberry juice, all of that stuff. And now we know it works on pomegranate. I suspect it probably also works on blueberry. That's so, incredible. Yeah. So anyway, so there, there is um, our, our answers to, to Mike's questions. Um, this is a good time for us to take a quick break. Josh and I will be right back with more about your Hanukkah concerns. This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr. I'm joined by Josh Gondelman. This has been great. This is so fun. Oh, thank you. I've been having, having a really great fun time. time as my I... voice cracks. <laughs> 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 um, we've, been, we've been talking about Hanukkah and, and murder yeah. and, and big gulps. Hanukkah, murder, and big gulps. <laughs> Which seems right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we've got, um, we've got a question. This actually was not... This was not Hanukkah specific, but there's a detail in it that is kind of Hanukkah specific. And I also want to—I want you to note that I'm wearing a thematic outfit today. Okay. Um, I'm wearing a, a blue and white sparkly sweater because I was like, "Well, I have to wear Hanukkah colors." Yep, the Festival yeah. of Lights. Um, next week is my Christmas episode. I'll be wearing red and green for that, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, very excited about that. Um, okay, so this isn't this is not specific to Hanukkah, but it addresses a thing that comes up at Hanukkah all the time because. Delicious though it may be, Hanukkah gelt is super melty. Yeah. Which means that like little tiny fingerprints, chocolatey fingerprints get left everywhere after a hot and heavy game of dreidel. 
that's actually how you're going to get brought down in the movie. You're going to leave a, <laughs> gonna leave a gelt it. finger. For, yeah, someone's going to leave a gelt <laughs> fingerprint. I love it. Okay, well then the detective is going to have to be Jewish. Yeah. Because there has to be a reason why I'm why I'm dreidling. Mm-hmm. I haven't played dreidel in, I mean, since I was like a little, like, like grammar school age. Yeah, I mean, it's why not. I, it's why not am gonna, I not being invited to play dreidel anymore? I'll tell you. It's not uh, like Mahjong. It's um, it's less popular with adults, so <laughs> yeah. you just kind of have to keep knowing Jewish children. Yeah, it's it it is kind of a tedious game. It's not the, it's not yeah. like the most fun game. It's like in the playing world. war. Like there's no <laughs> there's, there's no not end. a lot of strategy, <laughs> right? It just kind of goes on forever mm-hmm. until until you start eating the actual playing chips, right. which I guess which, that's unlike war. That yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so I'm gonna have you read this uh this question from Linda about chocolate stains. I'm gonna talk to you about getting chocolate stains out of things. Linda asks, Jolie, help! I was hanging out at a friend's house and got a couple of dark chocolate stains on her beautiful white-blue couch. What do I do? Linda is the pseudonym of Aziz Ansari. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of O's in do, is why I said that. All right, super easy. This is like the fastest answer in the world. Perfect. Shout laundry pretreatment spray. (laughs) Get out of the couch, (laughs) goddammit! Sorry, that is... The worst. <laughs> that was the best. That's the best. Um, shout laundry pretreatment stay is like capital T, capital T, the thing for chocolate. Now, how did I discover this? Because I was eating chocolate in bed one night. Mm-hmm. Yes, I sure was watching some crap on Bravo. No doubt, knowing me. Um, and I have a you know I'm again because I'm me. I have all white bed linens, and I'm like super super fussy about my bed linens. I'm very very like bed proud. Um, and. I must have dropped like a little like flake flake or two of chocolate that I didn't that I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. And I woke up the next morning and there were like a few little chocolate stains on my white duvet and I was like, "Oh my god, no." And I happen to have a bottle of Shout near my bed cuz I I oh, here's another just like random tip. Yeah, cuz I just keep Shout like it's what, it's what like my bed you... my bedside table is like condom lube shout like normal sure. <laughs> right normal that's um, <laughs> that's like look I um I have a clean bill of health also my linens incredibly clean I want not only safe sex but I want tidy sex um no I um behind my laundry hamper yep I stash bottles of my laundry pretreatment spray so that when I take something off, if it's been stained, the, the products I need are right back there and I can just grab them, spray, and throw it in the hamper. Yeah, It makes life killed. very easy. It's a very good life hack. That's a great it's life hack. It's one of my best life hacks, actually, I have to say. That's a really good um, life hack. So because of that, the um, the shout was like right there. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just spray it. So I, I sprayed a little on and I, and I just rubbed the fabric against itself. And it and the chocolate went away. Wow! And I was like, "Oh my god, this that's that was amazing!" And there's actually a Facebook Live of me doing this. I took a Hershey's bar and like smeared it all over a white T-shirt, sprayed it with Shout. Just I had no running water because it was a phase. I was like in a conference room at the Hearst Building. I had no running water. Just like rubbed it, rubbed, 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 and it came right out. Like it's a it is amazing. So Shout is a thing now. On on that's for you know 
some a fabric that you can rub against itself. You obviously can't do that with a couch. So what you want to do with the couch? You need to get a second couch, rub it against the first couch. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so so actually, what you do want to do instead is you want to spray the shout on it, and then you want to get um, an old toothbrush or like an old nail brush, or if you have a dedicated laundry brush, which is a real thing that exists in the world. Sure. Um, you just want to get it a little bit damp. You don't want to get it super wet, but just a little bit damp, and then you want to just rub the brush on the shout and the stain, and it will agitate and it, it will like lift right up so that's what you do there you go and the and the thing about the question was that the couch was blue and white yes oh oh, oh got that it okay the... and that's why it's themed with the shirt yes exactly. and themed with hanukkah exactly and Indeed. and then uh, chocolate right perfect because exactly. i wanted to make sure that i talked about that because I, I haven't i haven't gotten questions about hanukkah gelt specifically no, but, but that's real but i because i lived that right with josh moss like that stuff is melty it is melty that stuff is super melty it's really delish in that cheap, uh, in that cheap chocolate kind of nostalgia way, it's yes. delish. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like want to eat it more than once a year. But like once a year, if someone gives me a, like a, a, right. a Hanukkah gout, I'm like, ooh, ugh. right. Like, it, but it's not good like Valentine's Day chocolate. No, no. <laughs> Here's some not. gold chocolate coins. Here's some kind of crappy chocolate that may be a little like chalky and, and white by now. <laughs> like, ooh. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it gets that kind of like, like powdery, like yeah. yeah, disintegrates a little bit. Yeah. Um. All right. Now, now we got to do the we got to do the big guns. We got to talk about the menorahs. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about the menorahs. So we got we actually got we got a bunch of menorah questions. I picked two of them. Um, I'm actually gonna have you read both of them at once. Sure. Um, and then um, I'm gonna talk about the different methods that you have for removing wax from menorahs and sort of how to figure out which method is gonna be the right one given the the like makeup of your particular menorah. Got it. So Ali asks. How do I get the wax off my menorah when I already tried freezing it and it's still waxy? And Emily asks, real quick, get wax off a ceramic menorah via... Yeah. Okay. So there are basically two ways that you want to go with wax in any in any kind of situation where you have wax on something that you don't want it on. Whether it's like you knocked over a candle and it got on the floor or it got on the curtains or it got on your clothes or it's on your menorah or whatever it's on. Um, I have a, a a glass menorah at home, which is uh, kind of a Jewish adaptation of Tennessee Williams. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's going to go into right exa- exactly what I want to talk about in terms of making the choice of which way you go with all of this. Um so basically, the two ways you want to go are either you apply heat or you apply cold. So it's kind of a 180. Yeah, it's, uh... exactly. Um, and which one you choose really depends on both the material you're talking about and the design that you're talking about. So if you have Josh's glass menorah, you can stick that right in the freezer. What will happen is the wax, as it freezes, will contract and you can just like pop it right off. But that's easy on glass because I assume it's not like ridged or like etched or no, ornamental. Smooth. It's very like smooth, right? Yeah. So the problem is probably with Ali's menorah is that the reason that it's so waxy is it probably is a more um, like ridged or etched or whatever like intricate designed menorah, and it and the wax is kind of getting stuck in the in the little like grooves basically. Um, there. If you want to go the heat route, you also want to consider there are, so ba- there are basically two different ways that you can apply heat to a menorah. Um, one, you can- candles. Got it. <laughs> that is actually not one of the ways, okay. believe it or not. Okay. 
blow blowtorch actually is the third way. I'm just realizing. Add that to the script. There's got to be a blowtorch yeah, element. Yeah. Oh, there's a blowtorch. Um, <laughs> Um, so basically, in term, when you're talking about a menorah specifically, there are the, the two ways you can apply heat to a menorah are hair dryer or boiling. Okay. Now, hair dryer is ideal. That's going to that's gonna be much better. Boiling is an option, but in order to boil a menorah, first of all, you're going to need a lobster pot. Second of all... <laughs> this is for all the New England Jews. <laughs> just like exactly. up, up in Bangor, Maine. <laughs> like, my menorah is covered in friggin' wax, guy. <laughs> Also, real quick, circling back. Esther. Uh, Esther. Esther, get the lobster pot. Get the lobster pot. The menorah's covered in wax again. Your parents are coming over for Hanukkah. I, I will also say my my dad worked in construction for 40 years. I say this to defy the stereotype, but I don't know a single Jewish person who owns a blowtorch. <laughs> I don't think I do either. Yeah. And I know a lot of Jewish people. I mean, it's not, not only did I go to this, like, you know, C- Cambridge private school, which mm-hmm. is, you know, probably like, I don't know, a third Jewish. I mean, I spent all of middle school at Bar and Bat Mitzvahs. I'll just put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had very cute Betsy Johnson outfits for the whole, Aww, <laughs> that's cute. For, the, for the whole two years. Um, but I also went to Barnard. Right. So... I mean, that... Jews are plenty. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I have to be the I one mean, to it... point out the, the number of Jews. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it goes down a lot smoother. I'm like, oh, there are a lot of Jews there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you for taking no that No problem. Line. Yeah. yeah I'll, can't say I'll, that. Uh, I'll dive on that. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah. Good old Barnard, man. What a trip. Barnard mitzvah. Did anyone call it that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they should have. Yeah. Josh, you're so good. Thank you. Um, I would, I would, I would have mailed them on day one and then transferred. <laughs> yeah. It's I, a women's college, so yeah, um, they would have kicked me out very quickly. Definitely had to transfer. Yeah, that's, they would not have allowed me there. <laughs> um, I, I, I went to Brandeis, so I also know what oh, it's like oh, to go to college oh. around around Jews. Yes, yes, you sure do. Mm-hmm. Man, you didn't go far from home. I didn't go far from home. I uh, was like, get me out of the Bay State. I was happy. I was happy to be within driving distance. I also have like parents who are very respectful of boundaries oh so okay. it was it was uh not a problem it wasn't they, a problem they're, yeah they're yeah. very um they're very kind and they they like to hang out mm-hmm. uh but they're not they're not like gonna drop by on an like they're not like they're the, not overbearing the sitcom that nightmare way. of like hey i brought over sheets what well what are you you're, you're kissing a girl yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> that's lucky yeah i mean my thing was just like i just wanted I just it wasn't that I wanted to be away from my parents. It was I just wanted to be away from Massachusetts. Yeah. Like I you know, I wanted something different. Because um, I if you haven't noticed, guys, I'm a little different. Um <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I'm like I have the, I'm drinking Dunkin' Donuts drinking coffee Dunkin right now, Donuts. legit. I, know. I have like the heart of a I'm, townie. I meant to mention that actually when you when I was introducing you that you brought a dunk sized coffee with you. I'm really well, I mean that's the thing. I'm I'm like I'm a, I'm a wicked devotee of the dunks and like so in the in the in that regard I'm still I still have the heart of a mass hole. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Red Sox fan. I, I wear the pink Sox cap even like I go that yep, yep, I'm yep. that girl. Um, but yeah, I needed to be I needed to be out. Um, all right, back to our menorah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, hair dryer boiling. So we've we've got the we've got we've got 
<laughs> lobster pot. We've got Asta with the lobster pot. Asta, get the lobster pot. <laughs> um, it's just boiling is just not going to be that realistic for most of you. The other problem is then you've got to get this thing out of boiling water. So you're going to need like taunt. Like, this is basically like turned into canning. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just don't think it's the best way. But I mentioned that it's an option because I mentioned that it's an option. Um, it's out there. The hair dryer is Has really to get the hair dryer instead. <laughs> Same guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's still dressed like the a perfect storm. The perfect storm. <laughs> That's exactly what I was picturing too. And then I was alternately picturing Fred Gwynn in Pet Cemetery. <laughs> like Asta, do to- I do I look like Mark Wahlberg in my slicker? <laughs> Just to bring it back to the coveralls, I was imagining. Oh like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, like the- yeah. Okay, I, I see it. I see it. Um, Is slicker regional? It must be, right? Oh, I don't know. The- Some there are things about me that are so, so like masshole that I don't even know they're masshole. Here's a good one for you. The word r- rigmarole. Mm-hmm. Okay, until like I'm not kidding you, like three or four years ago. I'm you guys. I'm in my forties. Um, and, and I'm a writer. Um, I thought that it was spelled R I G A R. I thought I I pronounced like rigmarole. I like oh, pronounced sure. it rigmarole because I thought that I had been hearing it just with a ball. Bo- I thought there was an R I know in exactly. There. I've done that with words too, where <laughs> because, I've like replaced an R that I assumed had been improperly taken away. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly it. Yeah. But so, I don't know if slicker for raincoat is regional or if it's just nautical. I don't know. Um, you know what? Let's let's Google it. Sure. I wanna I wanna find out now. Um, bubbler regional. Bubbler is definitely regional. Bubbler. And I use bubbler. Me too. Um and you know it's funny because I don't have a Boston accent. I mean I have like a New England I have a northeast yeah, accent, yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, but yeah, there are just some words that I say, like, you I know, mean, I would never say it's a bubbler. Right. That but that's because dorky. the only people who say bubbler say bubbler. Or us. Do you, yeah, right. Exactly. I, I have like, I have a vaguely Canadian accent, people think. Like oh, nobody ever guesses where I'm from. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that. Everybody's like, are you? Uh, the, uh, people guess like Midwest a lot. But I think that's also my demeanor. That's probably your demeanor. Yeah. Because you're so nice. Slicker, oh, regional, term. For raincoat, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I would. Is that the right search term? Isn't this fascinating? Listening to someone Google something on on, on a hot mic. Um, She's a googler. I'm a googler. Um, Ask a Google slicker. I. <laughs> Why would it say nothing? I'm laughing at oh. Ask a Google slicker. <laughs> um, no, I don't think it is regional. Okay, national. I think it's I think it's national. Okay. Um, because it's British. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I think I have to do a, a deeper dive into it. I'll look into it actually. Okay. Because I now I, now I'm curious. I think I said it to someone and they were like, "What's that? <laughs> what?" But maybe they're just from a place like maybe they're from LA where there's like not a lot of rain. That may be so the case. Maybe that that may be the case. We'll find. It. Anyway, the listeners, if you know the answer, you let you let me and Josh know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and if your name is Esther, all the better. <laughs> I really hope it's going to be an Esther. Um, all righty. So the, the here's Sarah. The, <laughs> um, here's the thing with the with the hair dryer method, method. That's actually what Emily used. So Emily tweeted at me and she was like, "How do I get um, the the wax off a of ceramic menorah?" And because it was ceramic, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting getting froggy. Um, because it was ceramic, I didn't want her to put it into the freezer because I was afraid like it 
white like cracked or sh- yeah um and I was like, oh, I think your best bet is going to be just to turn the hairdryer on it and then wipe it down with, with dry paper towels mm-hmm. when the wax starts softening. And that's what she did. She literally wrote, tweeted back within like five minutes what, with a picture of it looking perfect and clean. It was a Jonathan Adler menorah. It was really cool. Um, and she was like, God, that was so satisfying. And I was like, yes, I got another that's one. That's great. Yeah. Um, my, so that- my parents, like night after night, my dad would take to it with like a – some kind of like like a lathe or something, just like a metal tool, <laughs> and would just scrape it down. But I think that was like its own satisfaction. I that well, and someone else tweeted at us and was like, "Isn't the isn't the picking off of the wax like the the whole point? Isn't yeah. that the fun part?" I think that's like in the the Torah. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and you pick off the wax with a toothpick. Um, okay, so that actually brings me right into. Um, some preventative things that you can do um, and, an, and a product that another one of our Twitter followers turned us on to. Um, so the first thing is if you, you want you want to really think about the material that your menorah is made of and whether or not this is a thing you want to be putting on it. But if you coat your menorah before the beginning of Hanukkah with cooking spray, then the wax huh. will just actually slide right off. Wow. Yeah. So that's like a thing you can do. And then you won't even have to do any of this cleaning stuff. Um, But the last thing to mention is that one of our Twitter followers tweeted at us about a product called Wax Off Remover Spray. Real mature. (laughs) That that you can use, that you can spray on, and it will, like, remove all the wax. Um, And... There was I oh god I meant to write it down and I and I forgot because I think you came in right as I was finishing my notes, um, but it was on a website that had like just like like a crazy funny punny Jewish joke name. Huh. I can't remember what it was now. I've I've failed. No. I failed. You're doing great. Okay. Thank Wax you. off is enough puns. Wax off is pretty good. Um, all right, you guys. So we, um, boy, we've gone long. Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. No, I, it's great when we go long. It was long. mostly have... just me shouting but the... at a fictitious <laughs> wife of a lobsterman. <laughs> the lobsterman's wife is also my prestige novel coming out next year. <laughs> I mean, it's great. That's the, that's the fun of the show is that, like, cleaning is such an odd, odd thing. Well, first of all, we all have to do it. Um and, it, and it's so relatable, but like it, it's so weird the way that it like lets us go off onto tangents, and like that's why the show is fun. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and also if the show wasn't fun, man, what a who would listen to? What it? a slog. Like, who would? Yeah, who would like want to listen to just like? I guess the people straight, who straight dry cleaning advice. Yeah, you gotta right. make it fun. You gotta make, make it fun, fun for people. A lot of people listen to the show while they're doing their cleaning, mm-hmm. and so I like to oh, think of that's it. Nice. Yeah, as like entertainment for them to like as they're like, oh, going what a along. perfect yeah. synergy. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, all right. So speaking of perfect synergy, um, as fate would have it, I um, got a really great reader tip yesterday um, that I wanted to share that is in follow up to the last episode about dishwashing in which I talked about how to polish silver um, as part of the last segment on that. Um, and it was and it was great timing because a lot of menorahs are made of silver or silver plate. Um, and so I wanted to share this uh, tip from Beth. Um She writes, hey, Jolie, just finished the dishwashing episode. Love. Here's a tip. I keep my table silver in drawers lined with silver cloth. And every time I get a package with one of those little desiccant packets in it, I toss it into my silver drawer. I think keeping the humidity out helps me go longer between polishings. Best Beth. 
Oh, that's nice. Um, so yeah, so basically what she's doing is she's taking those little silica packets yeah. that you get in like your shoes. I always just um, eat them. <laughs> Are they delicious? No, I mean, it, they're not, no, but it says don't eat. <laughs> it says don't, don't eat, so you can't resist. I don't take, I don't take life advice from packets. <laughs> If you knew if you knew better than me, you wouldn't be a packet. You wouldn't be a packet. No, you'd be a poucher better. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what she means is those little silk bags. And that's genius, because the thing is when we were talking about the um the silver, the reason that it has to be polished as frequently as it does is because um the that which is in, in our air causes tarnishing. And so if you can store the silver in as much of an airtight space as you can and and without humidity the longer you can go without it getting tarnished so that's just a really clever little tip i keep mine in space (laughs) smart that that's my cleaning tip store your silver in the cold black void of space (laughs) is that where you also are hosting your formal gatherings yes you're using your your silver yeah cold cold black tie void formal (laughs) i'll look forward to being invited to next year's Mm Um, you guys, on that note, that'll do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. This was so fun, I Josh. had a blast. Thank you for having me, Jolly. I, I'm, I was so thrilled you could be here, and I'm excited to bring you back. I'm excited to work on this on this movie idea that yep, we have. I think it's, sure. I think it's a winner. Um, Called uh, Windexter. Oh, wow. Oh, that was really good. Thank you. <laughs> what a pleasure it has been to have you and um, I want to say ha- happy Hanukkah to all of my my listeners who, who celebrate and even the ones who don't happy Hanukkah yeah, go have take some, that go have, go have some lockies and some and some um, Hanukkah gout because it's delicious um, if you like what you heard today please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash ask a clean person and selecting one of the amazing rewards I'm offering to my listeners I would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes Leave a rating and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And, of course, thanks to you, my listeners, for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.